Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. A move lower for the Dow, the S&P, and NASDAQ today with the S&P 500 index having its second weekly decline, down four points today to 24.25, a drop of two-tenths of one percent. NASDAQ down five, a drop of one-tenth of one percent. Dow Industrials slumped 76, a lot of that coming right at the close in the final few minutes, down four-tenths of one percent. Tenure down two thirty seconds with the yield of 2.19 percent. Gold down a dollar sixty the ounce to 12.87, down one-tenth of one percent. Crude oil higher today, up 3.3 percent to 48 dollars 64 cents a barrel. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. Nothing I can do, a total eclipse of the heart. You don't need special glasses for that song. Maybe earplugs. But uh, Jim Cunningham joins us right now with uh, from, uh, Executive Director of Protect Our Power with the impact of next week's solar eclipse on the energy in- industry. Uh, Jim, I, I read somewhere that uh, well over a third of uh, California's power, where I am right now, uh, California's power comes from solar at this point. And so one would imagine that something like this could have an effect on uh, the production of power in the state at a time when we've got a lot of air conditioners and so on running. Well, you know, I, I know that California has the, the most amount of solar power in the country, it's the first I heard a third. I heard it was somewhere between 10 and 20 percent. And there's been a, a, a dramatic increase in the amount of solar power they use in the last two or three years with the installation of rooftop solar. Uh, and let me just say, if I may, at the outset that the, uh, the United States has one of the safest, most reliable electric systems in the world, probably is the safest and most reliable. And it's because of the people that work every day to make it that way and because of the industry's commitment to upgrading and improving it, to face the the, the challenges uh, along the lines of what you're talking about right now. Uh, the sun is a, a major external player uh, in uh, the operations of our electric system, uh, and I'm willing to get into that. But right now I'm going to go, go back to you. I'm sure you have other things you want to ask me. Well, yeah, I, you know, as we as we look at this, I mean, how will this, uh, you know, it, it is a brief event. We, you know, solar power gets turned off when clouds come over the head, over, overhead, or rain, or whatever. So, what is the impact of this eclipse, and how might it be different, or how might the industry be studying this? Well, the industry's been working on this for the at least the past year, this particular event, because it was highly predictable, and people know it was coming. Uh, and uh, the, the fact of the matter is, the industry. Uh, is the, the most reliable because it has backups. So if for some reason one particular form of power goes down, uh, there's always another uh, form of power or backup generator that kicks into action right away. And California expects uh, to be out of power for, well, not be out of power, I mean, but to lose a lot of its solar power for a total of three hours. And they have substantial resources in place to replace that power while the sun is in its uh, its e- eclipse. Uh, and I just want to point out that this particular experience is, you know, it's a major scientific event, of course, but it reminds us all of the, uh, of the effect that nature has on our lives, especially our electric system. And, uh, it, you know, there are many days out of the year that the 
uh, utilities are dealing with what are known as solar storms that could affect uh, uh, the power system. So they're used to dealing with things that are much more dramatic, I guess, from an electrical point of view than an eclipse. Um, is it, uh, it's also the nation the notion of this sort of co- going across this entire country. Uh, uh, is are there other places where we should be looking for impact for this? Uh, I would say the bulk of it is California because of the reason that you mentioned at the outset that the, there's a substantial amount of solar power in California, and it, as you go across the country, you'll see different areas that that have you know a greater dependence on solar. But the U.S. average is about one to two percent, or the U.S. Uh, capacity is about one to two percent is solar, so that's a very very small component of uh, the electric uh, generation system. But that that number can vary, and as you said, it's just, I think you mentioned it's as high as as high as thirty uh, percent. Whatever it is in California, ten, twenty, thirty, it's uh, by far the leading area of the country. It also strikes me that, uh, that you know, as uh, the trend is certainly clear that we're moving towards more and more renewable energy. It's both mandated by uh, California state law in this in this state, but also across the country with more and more wind and more and more solar. And sure. I would imagine this provides an opportunity for industry to look at uh, uh, things like solar flares and, and solar storms and so on, uh, but also uh, eclipses and other things that may have a bigger effect down the line and sort of see what happens uh, to the grid uh, when this happens and when the, the stakes aren't quite as high as they will be in the future. No, I, and I agree, and the industry, as I said, has been dealing with this for a number of years. Uh, as a matter of fact, the little-known fact is that I think it was in 2012, uh, the Earth almost got hit by a massive solar flare uh, and missed it by nine days. If that flare was discharged from the sun nine days earlier, it would have hit the Earth and could have brought about uh, nationwide, worldwide blackouts in different parts of the, the world. And, of course, that would have been disastrous because being without power for any length of time is inconvenient. Being without it for two, three, four weeks uh, puts society on the verge of chaos. And oh, our look. group is yeah. focused on dealing with those uh, possible external threats and making sure the industry is uh, is making the investments and the government's paying attention to those things that must be done to continuously improve the resiliency of our electric system. Is there one thing that is very different about the power grid right now in the U.S. from, say, uh, 15, 20 years ago or even uh, even 30? Uh, good question. I, I would say it's, it's evolving, and the technology and the ability to switch uh, power into areas that uh, are experiencing blackouts has increased dramatically. The, the ability to identify small areas that are experiencing blackouts and being able to reroute power so the blackout is uh, is momentarily or is, is you know very short short term range uh is has increased significantly but we're still dealing with threats like uh, uh cybersecurity threats something called electric magnetic pulse which uh, a foreign enemy could launch against us um, and and uh, and and then weather in general as we've seen over the years uh, whether it's hurricane sandy in the northeast or Earthquakes or tornadoes in the West, Midwest, the the threat of nature is very real, and we have to be prepared for it. And we have to have standby electrical equipment uh, in place to uh, to to, uh, to move yeah. in to to replace the damaged equipment. Jim Cunningham, Executive Director of Protect Our Power. Thanks for your time. We really do appreciate it. This is Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. This is Bloomberg. <laughs> 